This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We're back here on Sports Talk on the Big 870. Mike Detelier along with the Cajun Cannon Bobby Hebert. And on our Oakland Heart Jewelers Talk and Text Line, we got the women's head basketball coach, Kim Mulkey. Coach, thanks so much for joining us. Coach, I'm going to tell you a little story that I've never seen before. Every Monday night, Bobby and I, during the football season, uh, we do the show from the Silver Slipper Casino uh, in Mississippi. In Bay St. Louis. And so, you know, it's mostly a football-oriented show and that sort of thing. But this Monday, I saw something I've never seen before. We've done it since 08. The crowd there was saying, wait a minute, come 6 o'clock, y'all put those big screen TVs on the Lady Tigers basketball game. We yep. want to watch LSU play Tennessee. Coach, that is the greatest cup. And listen, the people that are watching it, these aren't uh, what I would call avid uh, women's basketball watching fans. But, but they were but that they night. But they were that night. They were, man, put those TVs on there because we on stage, we can see to the sides of us, and they had the LSU-Tennessee game on the big screens, and everybody was watching. Even people that were playing, doing a little bit of gaming, they were turning and looking at the screen to see and, and watch the game. To me, that's an ultimate compliment of what you've done and what the Lady Tigers have accomplished. Well, that's, that is uh, – that's an honor uh, if you can say it that way it, it's fun and uh, I think you know you're, you said something that that's really meaningful to me throughout my career I've always wanted to bring the male into our arena that didn't give a flip about women's sports or women's basketball and I'm, I've been able to do that and I think it's because when I have conversations with guys they're like you would think you're talking to a dude. This woman knows sports. She talks like we do. She doesn't get offended. And I think when you see the elite of the elite women's players play, you at least have to respect it. And, and I always tell this cute story. I'm divorced now, but, hell, I had to beat my husband, one on, ex-husband, one-on-one for him to understand and respect that. At the Kramer, my son, he doesn't play with us anymore. I brought him out there, and they were just slapping him all over the, the floor. So, I think, you know, there's nothing worse than watching girls that can't play. But what is worse, I should say, what is worse is watching guys that can't play. (laughs) When you see good basketball or anything that's good and excellent, you you can't help but kind of look over there. And then in your area, you know, Mississippi, Louisiana, we're down here in the south. You kind of take a little interest. You know, uh, Coach Malky, I thought this is impressive. It's all about strategy. you know, how do you motivate your team uh, to get them ready to play? Now, you take it one game at a time. But I'm looking at the Lady Vols, your competition. 
Uh, you know, they were 16-8, and eight, but they were 8-1 uh, now in the, in the SEC. They were 8-0 coming into the game. And I thought this was interesting. Uh, uh, unbelievable tough schedule uh, with five of their seven losses. Uh, teams currently that were ranked no lower than number 17 in the AP poll and three in the top 10. And uh, you look at the Vols were picked, but to finish second behind a reigning national champion, South Carolina, ahead of LSU in the preseason predictions. So, uh, obviously, uh, you didn't forget that. You declared your team an underdog. Well, that's rightfully so, considering the preseason rankings. So, is that also from the mental perspective, how you deal with the team and say, look, no one is ex- expect you to win because we're well, Tennessee in their tradition and, and looking at the preseason yeah. rankings and all that stuff? First of all, it's not tradition. I throw tradition out the door. When Pat Summit no longer coached, that right. tradition is gone. What it was is they should have been selected in front of us because they had more experience. They uh, brought in uh, transfers who were seniors, more experience. And I get it. They've got a lot of depth. But what you do as a coach is we, we keep winning and we keep getting criticized for a terrible non-conference schedule, and we're good with that. We don't pretend to be somebody we're right. not. So you say, why aren't we the underdog? Just because we're ranked third in the country, have a net of three, really, you know, we were picked third in the league. So if we beat them according to the predictions of the coaches in the league, then we're doing something we weren't supposed to do. So I'm not throwing things out there just to stick on a wall to try to motivate them. I'm throwing out things that were the truth. They were picked to finish ahead of us. Now, uh, Coach Mulkey, uh to me, I don't know. I take the Dennis Rodman approach uh, that uh, rebound, you got to want to rebound. Uh, everybody wants to shoot or they want to score. I thought this was interesting uh, that you look at Tennessee, how they were structured. Uh, you know, and you commented on that. They were, you know, outstanding on the boards. Uh, you had four starters uh, taller than six feet. And then I look at uh, the, the volunteers out rebounding LSU, uh, which entered the game with the second-best rebounding margin in the SEC at plus 22.1. And in the first half, it was 27-20 to 20 in the first half, including 12 offensive rebounds. What did you tell them at halftime? Because uh, you kept the, that kept the score close, so to speak, but then you asserted yourself on the boards and you had a 25-11 advantage in the second half. What do you do? You light a fire on them or what? <laughs> well, I didn't. I didn't wait. If you watch that game closely, I didn't wait till halftime. I got <laughs> up from a squat when they had five offensive rebounds right there in front of our bench, and I was adamant. And I called a timeout and I lit a fire in them at that moment. They were out rebounding us. They were out hustling us to lose the ball. So I didn't wait till halftime. When you get somebody on your home floor that gets five offensive boards right in front of you, it's time to call a timeout and light a fire then. So I did it then. And then when we went in the locker room, I explained to them, here's what you're not doing. Angel Reese, you're a double-double every night. Well, you got four and four. Well, yeah, you're guarding a player that's away from the basket, but you still got to turn around and go get us some rebounds. Uh, And then she ends up with a double-double. In the second half, you know how many offensive boards Tennessee had? Two. Two. Oh, so whoa. Quite, Hello. <laughs> quite a different answer. Yeah, that, 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 that's awesome, Coach Mulkey. Looking at, uh, you know, Alexis uh, Morris had a career-high 31 points. You talk about Angel Reese. Kept her streak of consecutive double-doubles going with 18 points, 17 rebounds. Is that something that uh, you're not asking too much? 
Is she considered what they call the Bayou Barbie? Is that is that Angel <laughs> Reese? Where they go the Bayou well, Barbie, whatever. I mean, whatever that means. But all I know is that's you, what you, ESPN uh, engaged her. Uh, 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 so you expecting you expecting a double double from her because she has that ability. Well, she hasn't not had one in every game we've played, so everybody right. does expect it. And I don't know who gave her the nickname of Bayou Barbie, but it fits. <laughs> we live in the Bayou. She's beautiful. She's got that Barbie doll look and those beautiful eyelashes and makeup and all the good stuff. <laughs> that I guess people describe Barbie to look like. Uh, but she she came out in that second half and was a different kid. You, you know, uh, Coach Balke, uh, I can tell you, I know you never look ahead, uh, but I'm a look ahead because I'm a fan. And I think a number of LSU fans will look at this. And it just so happens, man, I wish you all playing on a Saturday, but, 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 but I'll tune in on a Sunday. Uh, look, at the, the collision, uh, so to speak, in Columbia. I guess number one university is South Carolina. It's looming. Um, we got to wait and see what's going to come about. But, man, that, they scheduled that game Super Bowl Sunday. I mean, I, I – Well, I, they, done it. They, <laughs> they did. I think our game is before Super Bowl starts. So right. maybe that will give people a, a chance to watch, you know, that that game and then tune in to, to the Super Bowl. Um, yes, the fans, I get it. They're looking for that game. I understand it. But – you know, I'm thinking about Georgia's uh, matchup zone tomorrow, and they press you in the two-two-one or one-two-one-one the whole game. So, yes, I understand, but I'm going to make the, make it perfectly clear, Bobby. South Carolina is so good; I don't know that anybody can beat them. Will we fight like heck? You better believe we will. Uh, but they are so de- deep and so talented that sometimes I think they played bored because they know they can. Turn it on, and anytime they want, they're that good. And uh, we hope that we can give them a game there. We hope that we can grow in that game. And you know what did Herm Edwards say? That's why you play the game. And right, right. Uh, if if we if the if the ones that are supposed to win always win, then let's just forfeit. You don't have to worry <laughs> about it. But it doesn't work like that in, in athletics. And we're gonna get ready for Georgia. Get ready for A and M and and the next few games this week and. If, the 12th comes, and we're still undefeated, and they are. It's going to make for good talk. You know, uh, Coach Balky, when I read this, it's like, man, this was like Katrina time. You got to go back to 2005 in that time frame. Uh, but you look at the crowd at the PMAC. I mean, all of a sudden, you got 15,157 people in that number, the largest uh, PMAC crowd uh, since the seating was reconfigured in 2005. Now, I know it's short and, and you want this to continue, but you have to be proud of that, that they're showing that much interest. Because uh, you know why? You know what I say? I, if it's a sport, even if it's women's soccer, whatever, softball, uh, or whatever it might be, like uh, women's basketball, a track and field, uh, in any sport, gymnastics, whatever it might be, if you're winning, people want to support a winner. Don't you think that kind of goes along with the territory? If you win, people want to be in that number. How many people watch the Williams sisters when they play tennis? Okay. Well, if right. you're, <laughs> think of that. Yeah. If you're watching the elite and you're watching uh, how hard they play, how good they are, and you're watching uh, things like that, you're going to turn it over. Now, you're always going to have the male ego at play. They're never, some never going to do it. You're not, you know, I'm just not interested. Right. I, I like I get that. I have a son. I have all these male friends. I understand it, but I tell them this. If you'll come one time and you don't like it, don't come back. And 
ironically enough, they come back and they bring friends and they're like, this is fun. This atmosphere is crazy. Coach, uh, I know you you always kind of watch what other coaches do. Uh, And your thoughts, Sean Payton sits out a year and now he's back in the NFL. Of, Of what type impact a coach makes uh, on, a, on a team. It, it doesn't matter if it's basketball, uh, women's, men's, or, or also on the football side of it. Uh, y- your thoughts on, on Sean returning back to the game after a year in hiatus where, you know, he did the television deal and everything else, but the impact of Peyton uh, to the Denver area? Well, I, I can only speak coaching-wise. Pro sports is so different than, than college, guys. But let me just talk a little bit. I think all of us thought Kim Mulkey would stay at Baylor, retire, live happily ever after, dynasty built. I think all of us also thought Sean Payton would do the same thing. What was he, 16 years or ever how long? Yeah, 16 years. 16, Saints, yeah. Correct. So I don't think any of us saw that coming. And then when it did happen – you saw he's burnt out. He needs a breather. Uh, but then you realize he's too young. He's too young to step away permanently. He didn't leave under bad circumstances or anything like that. So now he's rejuvenated. And the right, sounds like to me from what I've read, the right situation presented itself to him. And he liked what he heard. And um, he'll win. He knows what he's doing. Uh, you can't deny that. Uh, what you will tell him is, Bro, have you ever shoveled snow in the morning? We'll take hurricanes anytime over snow. Oh, he's going to hire somebody to do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's not going to do that, Kim. He's going to get some. He's going to have some yard yeah, man to still, do that. It's still cold, baby. I'll yeah. take these hurricanes and tornadoes and floods and everything else to wake up to that cold every day. Now, now Kim, um, when you look at, uh, obviously, uh, boy, whenever, uh, you know, you could be a Final Four, um, you know, type team, and as far as, uh, you know, look at recruiting and you try and entice players to come on, how has that affected, like, now? And it's all universal because the game has changed compared to when you start uh, coaching name, image, and likeness, and you got the transfer port and all that. Is it, is, it, uh, is it just more work for you or more work for you and your staff or what? Well, the NIL stuff, honestly, I stay away from it. Because back in our day, Bobby, that was cheating. You couldn't pay. You right, couldn't even right, go right. out to dinner with, with uh, yeah. boosters or wash your clothes over there. Right. So I'm like, I don't want to learn all of that. But I don't want to be the one that's against it because if you are, you're going to get left behind in recruiting. So right. LSU was one of the first institutions to embrace it. If you go back and look at all the advertisement in Times Square, it was – LSU and NIL and all that stuff, and they were smart enough to embrace it. And I can tell you it does matter. Uh, Brand matters now. These kids pay attention to it. The NIL stuff, uh, they pay attention to it. Um, And, you know, quite frankly, I'm so grateful that LSU has its own department in athletics that deals with it. I have assigned one of my coaches, you're the liaison, because I don't want to deal with it. They can't ask me in recruiting about, Coach, what can you do for me? Because I'll tell them, oh, no, you have to wait and talk to our NIL people, and they can explain to you what's going on. Yeah, uh, all I know is uh, if you got an Angel Reese type player, uh, that okay, uh, I'm gonna hook you up with somebody. I don't know if you can even say that, 
Uh, but you, no, uh, we can't. We, oh, Bobby, you can't. You can't, can't even say that. Oh, well, th- th- whoever's no, in no, charge. No, no, we can't touch it. Well, whoever's in charge in IL, they know who to pay. Come on. <laughs> when I when I bring them to campus, that's one of the visits they have is with uh, our NIL department, and they can show them all the things the collective does for all the. Uh, the teams, you know, Flage Johnson, the rapper on my team, she yeah. probably is top 10 in the country in NIL stuff. Whoa. And um, that's because she does so many things with music and everything else. And, uh, and, and I can't imagine that Angel Reese is far behind her. Uh, it's here to stay. Yeah. You better embrace it. Uh, you better make sure as an institution that you're always promoting it and putting it out there uh, because somebody – or outdo you. Kim, uh, quick scouting report on, on Georgia, uh, who you're playing tomorrow. They're going to press you the entire time. They have a new coach. She was at Central Florida forever. She actually built a dynasty there. No one ever thought she would leave, but she is a, she, she played at Georgia. So she brought all of her players with her. Uh, they match up in a 2-3 zone. We have not seen that much this year. We haven't seen much of a press, and we better handle it better than we did against Tennessee when they went to the press when we were up 14. So uh, that's what you're going to see, and you're going to see it for 40 minutes. They will not deviate from that no matter what the score is. So you're going to have have to handle those two areas. Uh, and, and if we do and take care of the ball, um, we'll get better tomorrow because we haven't seen much zone. You know, uh, Coach Mulk, I just go way back. I've always liked sports. I just like uh, competitive sports, who's winning, who's losing. I look back, uh, and I want you to explain to me. Okay, I look at like old school uh, when you were there, like Louisiana Tech. You talk about Pat Summit at Tennessee. Uh, you look at Stanford. Uh, you look at UConn. All of a sudden, okay, you look at the programs they established, what you did at Baylor, on and on. Why? Where did all of a sudden South Carolina come out of nowhere? Now you might say, "Well, that, that Bobby, what are you talking about?" I'm talking about even like old school. South Carolina wasn't as relevant and as dominant as they are right now. How did that come about? Well, you're seeing the Power Five conference schools invest money in the women's basketball now. You're gonna listen to this comment. I don't think there is a team in the country in women's basketball that makes money. Did you hear what I just said? Because the men make the money when they get to the NCAA tournament. The dollar signs are off the charts. Football is the cash cow at every university. And then men's basketball. We could win national championship after national championship, and you're probably still going to have a deficit. And that included back in the day when Pat was at Tennessee, the UConn, and the – it's just the way it is because you don't have those dollar signs with the NCAA tournament. So you have to evaluate as the president and the AD and the administration what is the value of a dang good women's basketball team. And it starts with television coverage. See, the average fan will sit there, the young person that's playing girls' high school basketball, and see these teams on TV and see 15,000 in an arena and see people going crazy and go, wow, I want to be a part of that. You can't place a dollar value on the exposure that you can get if you will just invest in good coaching and keep those good coaches there. 
And uh, that's the hard part because a lot of times ADs are just looking at that dollar sign. They're looking at, you know, the revenue. They're looking at all those things. You're not going to get that in probably any women's sport. And that's just the truth. And, and I can deal with that because what I will turn around and say, you can't put a dollar sign on the value that a Gino or a Pat or a Kim Mulkey or somebody has to that institution and into that state. Now, uh, you know, Coach Mulkey, before I let you go, uh, I know you're a big uh, baseball fan. Look, your son was a stud at LSU. He goes on uh, with the Cardinals organization and all that. How about the preseason expectations at LSU baseball right now? What? Hey, I mean, it's like I'm, off I'm the all, chart. I can't wait. I can't wait. OJ, he's kind of yeah. quiet, you know, and I watch him and I'm thinking, okay, buddy, these expectations are good. But to whom much is given, much is expected. But he had to know that before right. he came. But they're supposed to be outstanding this year. I can't wait till our season's over and I can go sit and watch some baseball and some softball with the sun shining on me. Uh, Bobby, we've, I've got professional baseball players at the major league level coming to the game tomorrow calling Kramer for tickets because they're in town <laughs> going to see Marucci for baseball bats tomorrow. I mean, the catcher for the Cubs who's now with the Cardinals, uh, the, the outfielder, yep, all of them are coming. See, those are people that wouldn't normally – come to a women's basketball game but what made them come probably kramer because they play with him right probably saw it on tv you can't put a dollar value on that coach thanks so much for joining us tonight we really appreciate it and uh good luck tomorrow night against georgia hey, hey guys take care now All thank right, you coach. so much women's Head basketball coach Kim Mulkey, always great to have on. One of the best guests uh, we have here on WWL Radio. We'll be back with more sports talk here on the Big 870. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast. Get your head in the financial game with smart investing and budgeting tips straight from the nerds. Nerd Wallet's experts will set future you up for success with dependable, fact based insights. No financial misinformation allowed. Learn how to save on your summer vacation, find your next credit card, or loan for a big purchase, and invest in your next index fund. Make smarter decisions in 2024. Follow Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app.